0: NFL NFL. Mayo. Mayo. Welcome to NFLMAO, a weekly football podcast with me, Luke, and... And me, and me, Aiden. <laughs> there it is. Um... A weekly podcast with Luke and Aiden, talking about football and professional sports, and there's going to be some yucks in there, as indicated by the title. (laughs) Um, There's
1: going to be a a few laughs. Uh, We're going to talk about all the happenings, all the sports-related things that we talk about every week. Just a couple of Central Illinois boys who were no good at football in high school, captains. We feel like we know a lot. It's gonna be casual. There's gonna be curse words. It's gonna be good stuff.
0: Yeah, there might be a few curse words. Um, I feel, I feel qualified uh, to an extent, and that could come back to that could come back to bite me, uh, saying that. But I was saying, I remember I was saying to you when we were conceiving this, like, why don't we just do a podcast? This is the shit we're talking about, anyways. Um, and I was like, well, you know, I feel comfortable talking about uh movies on Bad movie brunch with Katie uh, my first podcast this is my sequel. this is my second lover um and because we studied it, you know what I mean like we got a degree like in screenwriting and stuff uh, it's true so it's true so but then I, I I started thinking about this with you and I was like we did study football like you know like I played I played organized like football since fourth grade uh fourth grade through senior year of high school i mean and we were not only like learning like you know kid football but we were studying uh all levels of football like i mean i'm an avid notre dame college football fan and an even bigger vikings fan and you far more so than me like could probably give me a report of know, recruiting classes from the past thirty fucking years. So
1: it's insane. I've been watching college football Saturdays and any other day that they have a game on since I was a kid, avidly watching pretty much every Big Ten football game. Uh, I love it. I like it slightly more than the NFL, surprisingly. And one of my favorite things to do is try to project college athletes into the pros. I have a fairly okay track record. I did say Matt Ryan would flop. That one is going to come back to bite me every single year.
0: I mean, Matty he hasn't won a Super Bowl. I mean, he didn't flop. He didn't flop, but he didn't he accomplish had the worst.
1: The worst Super Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> come back from the Patriots. Right.
0: Like, I mean, I'm not. I like Matt Ryan, but Matty Ice, he is not. I, that's the other thing. Is I get kind of like weird and stuff uh on bad movie brunch about like i especially after making some stuff like creatively i get way more nervous about saying negative things about movies or writers or anything like that i don't necessarily feel as reserved uh with sports uh, hopefully like i mean i don't want i don't want I don't know. I don't feel bad saying, like, I think that... I
1: mean, let's be honest. These are millionaires, superstar athletes. We are are two people undersized... I'm poor. We are two undersized high school athletes who tried as hard as we physically could to do anything productive on our teams. Mm -hmm. And we never won a game. No. But that never dampened our spirits. We continue to push. We continue to watch games all the time. I actively try to watch film on games sometimes especially Ohio State which is my ch- it's my baby I love Ohio State football um, and it's it's good stuff
0: well and it's like and like mowing through our secret origins like uh, is part of the fun I think of doing this first episode just to like give people you know I think I think being to to high school football uh, players that went you know oh and 18 in their varsity seasons, like, I think that is an experience that you can't get as a winner, frankly. Like, I think True. that, like, I feel like that I built a whole, my whole, like, first two decades on the planet were just filled with nothing but moral victories. <laughs> and I think that that, in some ways, you know, can better prepare you for life and also uh make you, like, Fuck man, if you can be such a loser like we were every single year like at football and still love the game this much, like that that's that's something. It speaks it's, to
1: how much you love the game. Yeah, and it's easy and to
0: like things when you're good at it. Like it's it's some right. it's a hell of another thing to to work your ass off to to not get any anything back. So I I I feel comfortable in that. I mean like how often are you the captain? This is something I always think about. How often we were literally captains of a football team? How often in the high school experience are you a captain of the football team and it's like a negative thing? Because don't get me wrong, we were like the laughing stock of the school, of the town. That's absolutely true. Like, you because know what I our mean?
1: town really, really cared about us doing well.
0: It was a reverse situation. Just... We let Canton down.
1: I think I think this podcast is a great opportunity to kind of sublimate some of the anxieties that we're experiencing with what's happening in the world and kind of channel our creativity and just share what we think about the game, specifically NFC North related is oh, what we're really focusing on. Absolutely.
0: Right? I mean, that'll probably be always where our heart leans. Um, and then it'll branch out because I do want to talk about the NFL as a whole. And there's a lot of exciting, exciting storylines this year and teams I never thought I'd care about a year ago. Um, but I guess the last thing I want to say before we do get into it, just origin wise is like, this is a podcast also built like you're, like you're saying like out of necessity, like at a time, at a time in 2020, the kind of year we've had, uh, now more than ever, it's important to keep these bridges open with your friends and uh with people you care about and you need outlets to to just get away <laughs> and talk about exactly. easy stuff. And right now the fact that NFL is maybe happening is is something cool. I mean, it's very much also born out of necessity for me. Like, this is the my as you well know, Aiden, you were there. Uh yeah. my dad passed away uh in February, about six months ago. And my dad is the you can't see, I'm wearing a Stefan Diggs Vikes jersey, like I've lived in Chicago and LA and I'm repping the Vikes hard my whole life. Like, and that's because of my dad. And so that was one of the main things Went to Mankato
1: pretty much every single year. I mean,
0: we went on like a hot streak of like going like nine years in a row or something to Vikes training camp. But then after it swapped from Mankato and went to the new, the new facility, dad and mom went to that the last like two or three years too. like, uh, I didn't go to that one. That was just them. Um, but hardcore yeah. fan. My dad w- became a fan of the Vikings in this. Uh, my my dad was born in '60, so the Vikes uh, had their first season in '61. Line up really well, uh, and the Taylor
1: household pretty much was a guarantee to be Vikings fans. Oh yeah.
0: Also, mostly
1: Notre Dame. For some reason, Sam Jr. decided to rep Roll Tide Alabama.
0: He have not quite figured he, that. One he out. hops around. He's kind of a front runner. Bless his heart. But I mean, the reason I, the reason, like I was saying, I remember I was saying to Taylor, I was like, as soon as dad passed away and like the draft was coming up, I'm like, this is horrible for me because the person I want to call and talk to about this stuff, about the Vikings, about what's going on is always my dad. So I was like having the opportunity to do this with you, somebody who I've known since fucking been friends with since fifth grade, someone who's lived in my fifth home. Grade. With my dad as well, like I, I consider
1: myself a part of the Taylor family, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart.
0: And I, and we feel the same. And it's like so having someone that that I can have a scheduled, built-in weekly opportunity to talk about what I'm thinking about the Vikes and like whether even if nobody hears it but me and you, like that's gonna be cathartic as fuck for me. Uh, So I'm a little selfish in that respect.
1: I think during this pandemic, during these times of like civil unrest, it's great to have a scheduled time to talk to people you care about because it's very easy to get lost in all of the craziness every single week. Every week, there's new things happening. There's terrible weather. There's civil rights movements. And a lot of times, this time of the Legends year, Legends are, are really
0: passing looking, away yeah, in their 40s. In peace,
1: T'Challa, rest in peace. One of the strongest Janet men I've ever heard dude. of. i it hurts my heart so much. All of this happening to the African-American community, you lose Kobe and you lose the Black Panther, Chadwick Boseman, all in the same year. This is an insane in their year. 40s. It's insane. And it's this time of the year, a lot of people are looking forward to football. You have a Saturday college football slate. You wake up to college football game day. Then the next day, you have NFL football. And it, after a long week's work, in normal times, this is something that can really help you get through. You know what I mean? Cuz the weather changes, seasonal depression is a thing. And just to think that we may get football because honestly, we all know it's
0: uh, all sports are up in the it's air right now. It's super up in the air. Unless you're the NBA and know how to manage your shit and nobody nobody cares about their players like the NBA, I'm sorry. Like it's just True. It, it's just a fact of the matter like that is that is the standard. I think that the NFL and they're starting to a little but that's partly because they they got pressured into admitting they were shitty about Kaepernick and like stuff like that. Like now they I
1: wish I wish I would have listened earlier is what is what Goodell said. Yeah, and, yeah, and it's like, like we wish you yeah, would have too.
0: Me too. And it's like put put Kaepernick's abilities as an athlete aside. Obviously, he's a Super Bowl uh, quarterback uh, and stuff. At least at one point in his career. But you know, yeah, you should have listened. And you, you thought that the voice that was more important was the, the white voice. Obviously you thought like, well, that's who we got to, we're a business. That's who we got to play to. And I'm like, bro, your whole league's black. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, but like, yeah, like I, I don't care if you, I don't necessarily care about incensing some, some grumpy white people in the Midwest to, to make a statement. And I think that it's good they're coming around. It's obviously a little late and it's hard to to take it as seriously uh when it's a time where corporations feel very comfortable saying these things, you know. Yeah. Um absolutely. it's now become the the cool thing, the easy thing for them to do. I just hope they stick to it. And the MBA is is not fucking around. I think that's they've I've never grew up really caring about basketball despite being in Illinois, despite being there during the bulls and Jordan. Like I loved all that. Um, but you know, I was so casual and like, I've become so impressed and like a fan of basketball this past like year or two, just the way that they seem to, you know, handle, they handled the the pandemic that Disney world bubble is insane. They've been listening to their players regarding social justice issues and and now teams are having a chance to do it in the NFL the vikings among other teams but the vikings that's my that's my boys uh practiced at us bank stadium yesterday and addressed the media uh kyla rudolph spoke uh, maybe amir Abdullah, uh uh and, and and addressed everybody and said like you know we've been at the epicenter of where this has been happening this year like in the twin cities uh, partic- particularly yep. and the message they gave was one of like unity and like, it was very bold and brave and I'm, I'm happy to see it. Um, especially cause I think the Vikings, they, they posted after George Floyd, uh, and everything, but it still took him a beat. And I remember being like, yo, this is their backyard. Like they need to get to it. Um, so, you know, I, I'm not here to criticize and talk like social justice issues, but here we are in the world. It's kind of hard. It'd be, it'd, we'd be remiss not to at least exactly. critique the NFL and the way they're, they've handled things in the past. And I, I will commend them for, for trying to seemingly trying to, to steer it in the right direction now. And I know whoever
1: listens to this in the future, I know you may not want to just hear us talk about social issues at the beginning of a football podcast, but these are very important things to speak of. They're very important for this season specifically. And I'm very proud of what the Lions did by boycotting their practice. I'm very proud that a lot of other teams followed suit. I'm glad that when a player like Drew Brees says half-assed comments that people call him out for it. And yeah. that's what we need because the the NFL, most a lot of sports leagues are predominantly African-American.
0: Yeah. And
1: the shut up and dribble thing, I don't want to hear it.
0: No. No, I'm with These, you. These are people.
1: They're people that are – and sometimes they're people that are affected by certain things. Sterling Brown for basketball. You know what I mean? It yeah. happens
0: to them too in their own city. They're people too, and, yeah, they have a shitload of money, and that's why people don't want to hear from celebrities out here the shitload of money. But the fact of the matter is, like – Yeah no I mean like you hit it like they are people and they also you know just because like you you may not want to hear it from them the fact of the matter is they have the platform and they can choose to have the platform and just talk about the game or they can talk about things that need to be said I I don't I don't blame them for that I commend them if I had a platform to speak about whatever that's why I'm always pitching my that's why I'm always pitching my movie break on Amazon Prime.
1: Uh, uh, it is an amazing movie uh, <laughs> shot in Canton, Illinois, our hometown. Check it out; it's available right now. Amazing acting performance by Taylor Squared, yeah. Luke's wife, Taylor Taylor, or, Taylor, n- Taylor n- now, n- formerly Taylor yeah, Shepard. Nay,
0: Taylor Shepard. Fucking no, but I mean, I got to ask you, in a in a in a year with no preseason, do you even think a season is logical? Like, do you think we'll even have one? Cause like, I like the optimism. I like the optimism. I know that there's only like one player left on the COVID list or something. Adam Schefter yeah. said and stuff. That's cool. But so, if certain States are packing, like what the, the arrowheads going to have 15,000 people or something crazy, right? Or 50. Uh, yeah. Do
1: you really want Pat Mahomes to get sick? Is that what you want?
0: I, no, I the don't. The face
1: of the NFL right now?
0: Me personally, uh, I don't. So,
1: for for me a lot of people dog on preseason as unnecessary and i understand that if you're a solidified veteran that you may not need to do preseason games but for Brett, me i Brett watched Favre every skip training game.
0: camp like the last 6 years of his career <laughs> Who
1: who's Victor Cruz? If he doesn't if he doesn't ball out for the Giants wearing wearing a one digit number, oh god, making contested catches down the Just sideline, you know what I mean? Wet. So many players show up in preseason games and not only earn roster spots, but sometimes they become they become veterans and they get their solidified role through preseason. So I think the the lack of preseason is going to hurt a lot of teams, teams specifically that are bringing in quarterbacks. Um, I think that I could do away with one preseason game on normal times. I think you could just have three. Yeah. But realistically, this kind of sport where you have position groups all clumped together, where you have offensive and defensive linemen clashing every play, it is kind of scary to think that I think this sport might be the one that's going to be affected by COVID very severely if things aren't protected and if steps aren't taken. I don't understand. And even just the other day, yeah, there was, yeah. I think, I may be incorrect, but there was 77 false positives. It affected the Bears as well. And um bikes. So as a country, we need to get the whole testing situation situated. But for the NFL, we all would like to see a season, obviously. It's its great. It's what we all look forward to in the fall but of all the sports, I think COVID could affect this one most severely. So yeah. I don't know. I'm well, not sure. It's like I think maybe in a few weeks it could be bad.
0: I think so too. It's like this This is a world where like I, I originally I'm like, well, let's do a 17-week NFL podcast. We can do it by season. And then I got to thinking, I'm like, we could get to week three and it just be done. So like that's what NFL, NFL season-wise. And so if that's the case – We'll find shit to talk about because there's a so
1: question. Yeah, I, I'm fully down for doing a weekly football podcast sans football. If we have to, my question for you is, is this, what happens draft wise if you don't have a full season, do the Bengals get the number one pick next year back to back? If there's no season, do if you have three games, mm-hmm. is it whoever's got the worst schedule or the, the, they'd the, have the, to, the, the most losses and the hardest schedule? How does it work?
0: They'd probably have to go lottery uh, and, yeah. and just make it. And random. Then the Patriots
1: get the number one pick oh, and get yeah, Trevor Lawrence naturally. That's what happens.
0: Belichick playing this whole thing, and we all know it. That could be. I, I do. Speaking of Belichick, and uh, like and like teams that I'm interested in their in their storyline or whatever. Like that, I didn't expect. I'm suddenly like, when I when when the Patriots got Cam Newton, I'm like, that is a Madden move. Like that is sick. Yeah, that's
1: me on Madden like, every time. And
0: or like and like when the when the Bucks did Brady Gronkowski and like everything else, I'm like, that is Madden shit. Like I, so, like this I'll is a I'll say year. this:
1: It seems like there's been Madden moves quite often it's, for the past couple years. Like blockbuster trades have been the norm. It's Madden
0: moves, dude. Uh, and like then you look at like i don't know like the rams uniforms i like them but those are madden uniforms like you know what it's I mean?
1: swaggy it's They're, swaggy they
0: are like it, it's just like it's a flashy year and there's a lot of like like i find myself for the first time in a long time being in like i want to watch buccaneers games to see what's going to happen like i want to watch yeah Patriots when's the last games. time
1: you wanted to watch a buccaneers game with jamie's winston pulling uh, the trigger uh
0: the last time i wanted to watch a buccaneers game was like when joe Juravicious was <laughs> when joe jura <Juravicious laughs> was super bowl mvp there you go. Uh, I think he was. Brad Johnson, former Viking, was slinging the pigskin that day. I remember he was like, look, I deflated and scratched up footballs. And I was like, yeah. Like when Tom Brady was getting in trouble, Brad Johnson was like, fuck it. And I was like, cool. Tom
1: Brady is unquestionably the GOAT, but he's cheated so many times.
0: What's cheating? How is that not What's I don't cheating? Know. That, you know what What's I mean? like, cheating? What's cheating? Is it cheating if a if a if a D lineman lines up with their knuckles over the line and gets a sack? Is it? I don't know. Like if the there's a doesn't... lot of there's
1: a lot of penalties that happen every play. A lot Think of little about tiny it. cheats that happen every play. that yeah, aren't
0: called. I'm like I t- don't get me wrong. Tom Brady. I don't consi- I'll never sit here and like be pissy about him scratching up or deflating a football. Fuck that. I mean, if the Colts really cared, they wouldn't lose by 30 points in that game. But yeah, that's uh, You true. know, be a better football team. Sorry. But uh, the the fact that, the like, the other shit, like, Belichick, like, filming signals and, like, something like that, like, that's, that's inarguable. That's some shady shit. Um, and how many
1: times have they done something and not gotten caught? Because Belichick is like Emperor Palpatine really, of the NFL. He really is. <laughs> um, I, you know. So to get into us specifically for this podcast, I'm going to ask you... To talk about yourself, your history of the Vikings—you've already hit on a little bit. Why don't you tell us some of your favorite football players from your favorite team, oh. and when—and when we met them at Hunter Wells'
0: house? <laughs> That's true. We did. Uh, I, well, an era of Viking. There's there's a few eras of Viking uh, lore that I hold super near and dear to my heart. I grew up in the '90s, so obviously I romanticize uh, the 98, 15 and the 98, 99, 15 and one team. Uh, I, I do remember, uh, quite a bit watching Moss and Carter and John Randall, mm-hmm. uh, Cunningham, like all the, like I know that squad really well. And I, I, I do, even though I was young, uh, very young, uh, remember it quite well. And I do remember watching the NFC championship, um, when they lost to the, the Falcons that year and, and everything else. Like I remember it very vividly, uh, in in spurts cuz granted I was like like 7. Um and then the other one that like is really just my shit. Like my team is is probably like the 09 era, like us being juniors in high school. That's when we have the D-line is Kevin and Pat Williams, Jared Allen on the, the Williams end. wall. I mean, Jared Allen on one end, my one of my favorite Vikings of all time if not the um uh, and then Ray Edwards on the other end, who was no fucking slouch. You have Brian Robison coming off the bench and getting sack lunches left and right. Um, you know, our linebacking core was like Ben Lieber and EJ Henderson and Chad was Greenway. Greenway on the team. Yep. Yep. Like, I mean, it was disgusting. Those pearly whites. I mean, Chad, uh, I mean, we had Antoine, Antoine Winfield, Winfield and Cedric Griffin at corner. Antoine was a God. Cedric was no slouch at times. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, fuck Darren Sharper, but he—I uh, think he might have been gone at that point. Uh,
1: he yeah, went to the Saints. I, I believe he
0: was gone because the 09 Vikes is when Favre came into the picture, and Sharper was on the Saints, and that was Bounty Gate and all that stuff. And so, like, yeah, definitely like those mid, mid to late uh, aughts were my uh, really the Vikings of my soul. Uh, that was when I was going to training camp every year that was when I was like playing football like really intensely I honestly like what did we think was gonna happen like did we think we were gonna be college prospects like I like because I think we did I think we we, we lifted weights in the offseason well first off (laughs) and like acted as though like the weights I mean we did we really did and like I truly like we would watch combine footage and like stuff and like Study linemen like I would like study lineman sizes and stuff like I like I think that, I studied like, secondary players. There was parts of us that I think were like har- like we harbored ambitions that we could play division like two to three football for for real and maybe if we was wanted to, to commit all that the star, the star
1: the star <laughs> my my goal was to play the star nickel position at Ohio State under Jim Tressel <laughs> and I thought it was entirely feasible if I just tried as hard as I could right uh, as it's a like, 5 foot 8 140 pound defensive back who was getting mossed constantly who dude. had one interception that he stole from somebody else out of the air
0: <laughs> wait uh, <laughs> didn't you steal that as a freshman from Alex Wilcoxon's I did. hands I
1: did from Alex Wilcoxon uh, shout
0: out I played I played offensive line for like my entire career and then when we got to varsity it was like Miller's like oh man you're way too small for that I'm like yeah you're probably right and then and then I played defensive line and being like a 200 180 to 200 pound uh, why
1: control a gap when you can shoot at every play Luke? that's
0: right go get the ball uh, <laughs> it was fun but yeah college prospects we were not Um, I think about that sometimes. I'm like, I, I really had, I could not see past the barrel of like 18 when we were kids. Uh, so like, I, I really, it was
1: hard to plan for the future. Once we realized that this is not a viable path. We honestly, and Grant Colgan included the third member of the The Holy Holy Triumvirate. Triumvirate. Yeah we cared so much about football and it's crazy. i think the town the town thought we were little piss ants who couldn't do anything uh, we were it's undersized a a town team. or
0: we grew up it, we town. grew up in it being a football town like they were good but the fact of the matter is it's funny because this is an nfl podcast and we're gonna we're gonna air our own fucking grievances if you don't want to listen tune out fuck you yeah tune
1: um, out we're gonna talk shit for yeah, a little bit you know
0: it's like it's like uh we'll
1: get to nfl yeah the nfl's the not even LMAOs. happening yet
0: yeah i'm <laughs> laughing are you Fucking uh, But the fact of the matter is We were People had to be looking at our class From like m- When I moved to town in fourth grade on And being like Why are they all so small? Why don't they win any games? Like They had to know the horrible storm that was coming And then uh, And that year I moved there Was when Fucking The team went undefeated The high school The varsity team And like went into the playoffs and shit And Not only that But When w- Like the conferences now Are, are different and they're finally going by like school size and shit like that because we're playing like four or five a ball and shit. Uh, by far the smallest school in our conference. You know what I mean? Like a perfect. We're a town that
1: was. We're a town that was reliant on international by harvester to bring in jobs. By thousands,
0: by thousands. we were the smallest school in the Middle of in a yes. in a in a conference where. You had, your, you had two of the top teams going to the state finals in Metamora and Washington, like, yearly. They were taking turns on winning fucking conference championships and going deep in state. You had Dunlap. There were, were division-wide football
1: players in Dunlap, who was
0: playing fucking good ball when we were there and stuff.
1: Yeah, I had to cover a wide receiver that played defensive <laughs> end for Indiana.
0: We had no... I allowed, like, two had, catches. I just want to shout that literally out. Literally no choice. We had literally <laughs> no choice. Um, so, for... For when me, I see, for my football. you see Underwood, oh, sorry, that homeboy Underwood that was on The Bachelor and stuff. The Bachelor, like and yeah, like, The Bachelor.
1: And, I tried to tackle The Bachelor, form tackle, former wrestler. He spidered over me and made me feel like an insignificant human. Do being. you
0: remember when I got when I late hit The Bachelor uh, at a, on a home game? Like I was playing O line senior year because you know the coaches just despised us for being bad, uh, and uh, yes. they're like, you know what, Luke, we're taking away the only thing you've ever loved by playing by holding your defensive spot. Play O line even though you didn't play it for two years i'm like okay and right. uh i think we were playing uh we were playing those fucks uh washington um sorry i'm i, I think he's a good guy i don't mean to talk shit about underwood but i know that Probably i couldn't hear guy. i couldn't hear anything and i just kept being like bobby boucher like and like definitely like tried to like <laughs> tried to slam block him like after the whistle and he's like what the fuck or like something like that and i was like oh shit i i just remember being really like Both those Underwood brothers. You got to take your shots when you have them. Yeah, they were they were
1: They were were godly. They They were were godly. Good for them.
0: Good for them, man. So
1: for my background, it's a little bit less extensive than Luke's because I grew up in a house that didn't really have football on. So I kind of had to develop that love not only by myself, but through Luke and my other friends. So my story started in Columbus, Ohio, whenever I would visit my uncle. Just seeing how the city was with football, it made me want to watch the games. And that was Trestle. That was, uh, Oh geez. That was like the Ted Ginn, Troy Smith era back when we really started kicking in. And that's what really started my love for the game. And after that, the logical choice, that's an Ohio team, but the logical choice for NFL was obviously the bears for me. And I remember right around,
0: I, I remember like really, really specifically, I peg you being a bears fan, um, like, around the era of your Super Bowl party. Like when, That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. That's
1: where I was leading into. So in February 2007, the Bears played the, uh, the Colts, obviously lost, but we had the Devin Hester opening return for a touchdown. I had a football party, uh, and that was really, I think, maybe the year before that was when I started really getting into the NFL. And so my – when I played high school football, I'd never played football before. I was a wrestler, and I did judo when I was a kid so freshman year terrible, terrible sophomore year didn't play junior senior year I played I was kind of starting in and out of the lineup, but I really cared I gave it all I had um, but me. it's it's not like the team got an extra add- in late on high school that was six foot four or two hundred and twenty pounds. I was a tiny little dude who just gave it everything I had so Ever since I developed a love for football, I've been obsessively watching. I've been obsessively following recruiting classes for college, draft classes for NFL. I watch every game, NFL Sunday, season ticket. And that's really what led us to this podcast is our is both of us, we love the game. We want to talk about it. We want to talk about it like two fucking bros who are just drinking or smoking. You know what I mean? Yeah, just maybe we are. shit about the game.
0: I'm drinking coffee. Who knows, who knows what I'm doing? Um, I have a nice coffee myself. I have a nice oh, hot look. one. Check out this Bar- want, barista blend. You're the, I don't do I'm not on camera with Katie when we do our podcast. So this is interesting. Um cheers. so I can Hey, how are you? Look at this 40th anniversary Empire Strikes Back mug. Oh my goodness. I it's know. got such a wide base on it. It's huge. I can put like you're, my whole hand yeah, through it. Yeah, you're never um, dropping that bad boy. No, nah, you can't. You physically can't. It's impossible. Um so no, but, to really get into it it's like, why don't, go ahead. Well, I just want to say it's like, to, to, to put a cherry on that, it's just like Canton, uh, Illinois, like, well, like, it's football is so in the DNA. And it's like, you know, Boomer Grigsby is a Cantonite, you know, he's a Cantonian, he's a little giant, and he had a, a no slouch career in the NFL and was right. featured. Killer, like, killer at Illinois State. I mean, a badass at Illinois State. I remember the dude was legendary. As a kid, I went. Uh, I went to a game with my dad and brother and one of my cousins uh, to ISU, and we had only been in Canton not very long, and the dude was already legend, you know? And I went, and, it, like, he was just such a fucking badass, like, at linebacker. And then after the game, I got to go in the field and, like, get his autograph and shit. I still have it somewhere, like, on the thing. Like, he was just, like, he seemed larger than life. And for a dude that's only 5'11 and, like, 250 or whatever, he just exuded this, like, fucking just Badass mentality. I was always so and like then he would interact with us when we were playing high school ball, too, like even though he was a pro athlete and shit. And I always really, really liked that and respected him. And like he is probably a main a main component to us considering it was possible for us because he was not necessarily huge or anything and like made it happen. But he is definitely an outlier in that respect. And I mean, no matter how
1: much we lifted, I remained small and you remain small.
0: Yeah. And, and <laughs> we, you know,
1: we I, never got big enough to be that badass.
0: No, no. But I, you know, I, I think that that's fine because, uh, that dude's a fucking man. And that's what like made me also like, I don't know, man. Like, obviously I love football, but maybe if we didn't have that in the lore of our town and like that dude existing in our zeitgeist, like, I think that was super inspiring uh it was for sure and and then like to to see to see a Canton dude featured in Hard Knocks when they did it with the Chiefs and like he was a main storyline and it's like that's a dude who I mean when he was a rookie and drafted by the Chiefs like fans liked him so much that he had a rookie blog like on the website on the Chiefs website like and I would read it every week me and my mom would she'd be like look Boomer put did another entry and like he it was, was like, definitely it was something super to look up to. Shout popular. out to Boomer Grigsby. Yeah, like it was still super, active in Canton. Totally. I mean, I think he's in like a college football hall of fame or a high school something like that. I mean, he deserves to be... I know he was calling games for a while. I don't know if he's still doing didn't, that. Didn't didn't you break the touchdown
1: the rushing touchdown record with Boomer Grigsby playing fullback on oh, Madden pretty I, dude, much every pro, season?
0: Dude, receiving touchdown d- disgusting uh, run blocker for Peterson when I put when I played with him on Madden. Uh but I mean even when he was like on hard knocks, that was after he'd already been a linebacker, like special teams ace and switched to starting fullback. Like, who does that in the NFL? Like and the dude pulled yeah, it I, off.
1: Well, linebacker to fullback is a more common transition, but the I fact understand that he did that, it and successfully like, did it and whatever. still drew in all the fans with this personality Correct. speaks a lot to his
0: character. And, and that was something back, that we could look up. Threw look it up back to, to his uh, Canton and ISU number and rocked forty six too. Like that's a dude that doesn't forget his roots. I just love it. And He's a true badass. His friendship with Jared Allen turned into like something that I would have never expected because then the Vikes got Jared Allen and he became like everything to me as you well know like i mean everything to Luke,
1: me Luke Luke had a mullet in high school and for our senior talent show he did a sack dance roping it up Oh dude a i hog just tie.
0: i just love the guy i still do and like he the, had
1: his he had his clothing brand uh, i'm pretty did. sure Jared Allen does something uh, philanthropic for veterans' housing. Oh, he does. And yeah. as a veteran myself, I really look up to that. So we have always liked certain types of NFL players. I feel like. And I feel thanks, like the gritty.
0: And thanks to that friendship with Boomer, we got to meet the dude. Like I know you mentioned true. it earlier, but and I want to. Like, I told that him clear. that I was going
1: to be a quarterback, and he looked at me like I was a fucking snack. Dude, he was so big. <laughs> One of the biggest human beings I've ever seen in my life, and such. A, he he had a smile on as soon as he saw He's us. He dope. knew how important it was.
0: He, was so cool. he just
1: killed an animal with
0: a spear or something. And then later at training camp, and I'm sorry to cut you off. I just want to say it. Uh, it I, I, I'm going to be really cut off. So if I do it, cut me off because I'm bad Absolutely. about it on the other podcast, too. And I feel like I talk. I'm not scared people. to cut you the fuck off. No, man. Cut me off. But all I wanted to say was when I went back to training camp, like I was doing every year, like I got to go through the autograph line and talk to him and stuff you know, either he's a great liar or when I, because I got my purple Allen jersey signed by him and me and my mom were there and I'm like, yeah, I met you in Canton with Boomer and he, like, he acted like he remembered. Like, he seemed very sincere and genuine. Like, he, like, asked about school and, like, football and, like, everything. Like, he was so nice. uh, Like, he signed for my dad, too. Like, my dad had Jared Allen's autograph and, like, the guy was just, like, it didn't matter if he just did two-a-days in the, in the boiling sun. He was going to be cheery and sign autographs for fans for a half hour. and It was just, like, you can't replace that. And even if, he, like, I don't know if he'll be a Hall of Famer. I think he has the numbers to be. Um, and I hope to God he is, um, he'll definitely be a Vikings Ring of Honor member. I just love him. Sorry, I had to rant about that. I got excited. No, yeah, this is, a, this
1: is an important story for how much we love the game. Luke has definitely met a lot more NFL players than I have. I remember when Bradley University was a, is it the NIH tournament. I no no, I no. Who.
0: wait was it the NIT? I saw Marcus
1: Allen and I yes no, the one no, where you're not was, in the March Madness
0: Marcus Pollard not nearly as cool as Marcus Allen no it's Marcus, Marcus Pollard it was sorry, Marcus my bad. Pollard <laughs> the the cold yes end. the tight end cold I was end. scared so, I was starstruck then
1: I went, I went up to the court and and uh, shook his hand because I'm like I'm not gonna not go say hi to this former NFL player. Um, so we've done a lot about us getting to know us. Uh, I assume a lot of the people that listen to this pod early on are going to be people that already do know us. So the direction of the pod, we're obviously going to encompass the entire NFL with a special intimate look into the NFC North. Luke being a Vikings fan, me being a Bears fan. Skull. I think we're, skull, yeah, bear down, bitch. So I think we're going to talk, we're going to talk about college specifically, I will focus a lot on draft classes. That's one of my passions. Uh, that's something I want to talk about either on this pod or the next, depending on time. And we are hoping for a season, but if not, we can shoot the shit about football and yeah, just talk about storylines.
0: I I'm going to whether people like it or not. I mean, like it's it's not really up to them, you know. So it's not you don't but have to not, listen, but it's we, not your call. Honestly,
1: we hope you do. I hope you do. So I like. I like why don't listen. why don't you open up about your thoughts on the Vikings this year, your thoughts on their draft class, and I'm, maybe give us a win total if you can I'm excited. It.
0: I, I I don't, you know, I, you see me uh, on video, not on not on the mic, but I'm wearing a Diggs jersey. Obviously, Diggs isn't around. That's a bummer, but, you know. He should have
1: pulled an Antonio Brown and said, I'm not going to the Bills. Too cold. Sorry. He, you he, can jump through five tables. I don't care.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he is a... Uh, I love Diggs, but he's good. I love Diggs, and he's responsible for some amazing moments. I think that um, that sort of energy isn't conducive with a even keel kind of like I don't even know about even keel. I think you kind of have to like really rub Kirk's back to keep him comfortable, and I think he will get rattled uh, a lot easier if Diggs is complaining he's not getting the ball, like what was happening. So openly
1: on the sidelines. I mean,
0: it was a lot, and I love you know I think Kirk is starting to prove that he can keep his composure in important games. He's starting to. Um, when I
1: see Kirk Cousins, I imagine a man who showers, and I'm, and I'm imagining a man showering whenever I see him. Mm-hmm. I imagine Me him too. with a, I, a bar of Irish spring soap and a washcloth. Yeah. He just seems like a fucking Midwestern Christian, kind of a little bitch, if I'm honest. Every time Akeem Hicks gets in his face, he, he winces and throws a pick. So yeah. I'm not threatened by Kirk Cousins in the least.
0: I don't—well, I mean, he definitely hasn't shown up against the Bears, which sucks because that's the team I always four, want to four beat Four-game
1: win streak, four-game win streak. Yeah,
0: that's the team I want to beat most because growing up a Vikings fan, a hardcore, like, wear Vikings jerseys half the week Vikings fan in Central Illinois was a living fucking nightmare. So, like, I think a lot of people consider Vikings Packers in the mainstream to be a bigger deal, but it's too personal— as a, in, in
1: Illinois as a Vikings fan, you're gonna want to beat the Bears because Bears fans are annoying.
0: I'm they, one of them. Th- you know, they can be. They really can be. Um, but that's but okay. speaking
1: on digs, if if you're looking into it, the number one pick, uh, tw- the twenty second pick in the first round, you got a guy that absolutely tore it up in the national championship game, Justin Jefferson. Oh,
0: Justin Jefferson and looks he, like he, looks And like you a know snack. this.
1: I I always talk to you about Vikings draft picks intimately every season. Back when we thought Manti Te'o was going to be the third first round pick, I was Luke Luke drove all the way to my house just for the supposed Manti Te'o pick. Turned out to be Cordero, which ironically is on the Bears now. Um,
0: you know, but Jared I Allen you. was a Bear. It's weird how that happens. Alan Page Allen Page ended his career as a Bear, Viking Hall of Famer, Notre Dame boy.
1: Like, will we get Aaron Rodgers in his twilight years? I think Uh, that would be my thing is uh, Stefan Diggs. He was a five star athlete. He went to Maryland or Maryland, excuse me. And he honestly was hurt most of his career. And I told you when he was coming out of college, I said, this guy's got a chance to really blow up because his whole college career was stunted and he didn't really have the quarterback. Right. And look what happened. He's absolutely dominant in the He's NFL. One of the best wide receivers.
0: And, but you know, the guy we still have is also, uh you know, Thielen. also oh, maybe a story. Yeah. Like one of the best receivers in the league, pal. Maybe I mean, like, better than digs. I mean, they complement each other very well. They were an amazing duo. They're They're, Inarguably the closest thing we've had to Moss and Carter. Uh uh God, is, so
1: many good receivers for the Vikings.
0: Yeah, man, I know. It's we're pretty spoiled in that in that respect. But it goes in waves. Um, do you think that the fact that you guys have a dome is conducive? I
1: assume it's yeah, conducive to yeah. really good aerial attacks because when you've yeah. got those gusty winds in Chicago, like how many good receivers have we had? We have no. a lot of receivers that are tall box out jump wide receivers. Well, that's the, we're not going to tear it up on grass. That's the thing is like, Cause when we throw ducks, we throw ducks in the windy city. Every, we, we have no on, good quarterbacks. Every,
0: we were on Astro turf in the nineties in the, in the double, in the triple H dome. And like, it was. They were lightning fast. Randy Moss was lightning fast, and so even on our turf now, inside, like Diggs and Thielen are both very fast. You know, Tack on, we consistently He's have a,
1: his name is now a euphemism for exceptional catches over yeah, a defensive back
0: Moss. And like we also like consistently have good tight ends on the Vikings. So uh, often products of Notre Dame. So it it, it, it turns out it turns out great. I, I'm excited. I think Sh- Justin shout Jefferson, out Cole Oh, for sure. Chicago Bears. I'm. <laughs> I'm excited for what'll happen. I mean, I am optimistic. I think the Vikings could. I I feel comfortable saying the Vikings will go if the season happens in full. I think the Vikings can go 11 and five.
1: 11 and five. I really do. Put I it down in writing. Yeah. How about please. week one, Green Bay?
0: I'm not afraid of Green Bay at
1: all. I am. Every I'm, single I'm, time I pl- we play them.
0: i'm afraid i'm i'll admit i'm more afraid of them i mean i guess i should be because they kick our ass a lot but um i'm not right now and i think there's drama and i think rogers is gonna prove how badass he is and that's great um but we got a pretty good defense and we got a pretty nice offense too i mean dalvin cook if he stays healthy is a is a freak um kirk is kirk is solid Thielens one of the best receivers in the league rudolph is still no slouch um I I feel okay, I, and I think our defense is not her, the only the only place we're hurting is where we're always hurting, and it's a corner. So, well, I'll say
1: this: looking at the draft class, you guys seem to have taken a quantitative approach, but in the first few picks, qualitative as well. You have Justin Jefferson in the first round, who I think is exceptional, and I'm I'm surprised you guys snagged him. But this was a very receiver-heavy draft.
0: It was then nice. I love that he's the number eighteen; pick, it's so sexy.
1: It's very swaggy. I love it when they do the teens. Me too. That's how you know they're about to kill it. Oh, yeah. Or 85. 85 well, seems to be a great receiver number. Or 88.
0: And in camp, Moss wore 18 before he switched to 84 as a rookie. Going to the next pick, you have Jeff Gladney,
1: who I think will be a steal because I've watched him play at TCU for at least a few years, specifically keying on him. And his ability to break on the ball, he might might not always get interceptions, but his length and his mirroring ability at at defensive back, he's going to get a lot of pass breakups. And I don't know if he's going to be – as good as Rhodes was in his prime But I think he could be a plug and play guy And he could maybe even fill in as a slot corner
0: Let's, let's then talk about in- Oh sorry I just want to say let's talk about that phrase Rhodes in his prime <laughs> Like, yeah, well, uh, he was he was considered an upper an I upper understand that, cornerback. but I don't but understand I how size. the NFL. I don't. That's exactly what it is. Because like here is the thing: I don't understand how the NFL just decides these corners are good. It's so fucking arbitrary. Like, yeah, I loved mm. having I loved having Rhodes and Wayans. They're both over six feet tall, but and Rhodes could the NFL ever since sometimes the lead, the leads. be good. But I'm just saying, like, he was never. Nearly as I've, elite I, as people think, in my opinion. I'm a fan. You're I right. like Xavier Rhodes. But I just—I feel always, like ever since had
1: the Legion of Boom, it's been kind of a hard on for lengthy, tall cornerbacks. And, and I love, love to say I how great want they are. A
0: tall corner. I loved having him in Waynes. I fucking loved it. I love seeing two tall corners. I'm just saying, like they were. I mean, average. I mean, average. Like I, I,
1: Xavier Rhodes was okay. I think Waynes was not that great. Rhodes Coming out of Michigan State, I thought he was going to be a lot better than times. he was.
0: I'm just saying like in important times roads did not show up like you needed to. The only, like our safeties have stayed consistent, but our corners, I'm like, I I haven't, I mean, ever. I don't think we've, well, speaking on
1: lengthy corners, not even going to mention your second-round pick, Ezra Cleveland, who I think is going to get absolutely dominated by the pass rushers in the NFC North. I don't think he's going to be any good at all. You can write that down. But then, in the third round, you guys took a guy named Cameron Danzler. Uh, he is a guy that didn't do so well in the Combine speed-wise, but in big games against big receivers, he showed up. And I think that says a lot. I'm more of a football film guy than a Combine guy.
0: I want to ask With- you about the Bears draft. And then I want to end, end the episode talking a little about uh, Madden that just dropped.
1: Okay. Um, so I'm going to try to do this from memory. Every time I watch the Bears since Ryan Pace has been the GM, I will avidly watch the tracker if I can't watch it live which they've now made it an event of multiple days, a huge magnitude. Even during COVID, they made it multiple days. So they're really trying to get the airtime for the draft. So I'll be avidly watching the tracker, and I got about four dudes. I'm like, okay, we could take any of these guys. All of these guys are going to be great. I think a few years back, I was hoping to get Jamal Adams at the top of the first, and then we trade up to get Mitch. Great job. So this year, we had less picks because we're on the tail end of the Khalil Mack trade. We didn't have the first-round pick. Second round hit. After the Bears have been nationally made fun of for having about ten tight ends, I believe, at the time. And yeah. what do we do? We take Cole Komet, the first tight end drafted. At first I was a little irritated because they cheer, made it seem like the Dame. They make it seem like the lack of tight ends is what fucked our team last year. And That was a huge factor, obviously. What I think fucked our team last year was our offensive line play. you can talk about Mitch, but Mitch was panicked every play because our offensive line sucked. If you can't run the ball at all, then you're not going to do anything. So, Cole Komet apparently has been showing up at camp. I didn't realize he was a two-sport athlete in college. He he could have been drafted to play baseball, and you've told me about him. After reading up on him, seeing his body of work... uh, He's I think he could be a plug and play guy. I have a lot of faith in Notre Dame tight ends in general. The next guy we got was Jalen Johnson out of Utah cornerback. I think at the time Stefan Diggs brother Trayvon was on was was still undrafted. I kinda wanted him, but I didn't know as much about Jalen. And reading up on him, the only reason he slipped to the second was because he had shoulder issues and he's still recovering from that. I think we might have got a steal from him. He's a very heady football player. Extremely intelligent, a leader on that Utah defense, was shocked. Which shocked a lot of people, and had a lot of guys drafted. I believe they had a, somebody, one of their secondary players, was drafted to the Colts. Um, so those guys were great. Then you go into the middle rounds. We got guys like Travis Gibson, I believe his name was from Tulsa, an edge rusher who we tra- traded up to get. I think he's a developmental guy who could do well. We got Kendall Vildor from Georgia Southern, and he absolutely shut down. Clemson wide receivers in their big game because obviously Georgia Southern is going to be their fuck off game just to get the school some money but Kendall Vilder showed up he's a scrappy undersized cornerback who I think could compete for nickel uh, compete for some playing time at the end of our draft we ended up getting a guy named Darnell Moody and he's just an undersized speedy wide receiver but I've been watching plays in camp and he's killing it and he's in there he's learning from Allen Robinson that's something I love to hear and at the bottom of the draft, we had two seventh-round picks: Lashavia Simmons and Arlington Hambright, offensive lineman. Those are just going to be depth guys as of now. So our draft, not super high
0: on it, because if When's I'm being honest, the last you've had a good draft? I'm I'm legitimately asking. <laughs> I'm legitimately asking. The thing about it, it, you, you baffle me right. every every fucking year. Like
1: the, you, you are as in. You as in Ryan Pace and the Bears, not me. Yeah, I guess I'm so. not drafting.
0: You're not drafting, unfortunately. But I but I put it on you because you're a Bears. Put fan. me out there. Put me out there. I'll draft. I put it. No, on my you issue are, is this. you are Shea McClellan. The
1: yeah, I'm Shea <laughs> McClellan, Boise State. What are we gonna do with Shea? Middle linebacker, defensive end. Who knows? He ended up on the Patriots. So <laughs> they'll first figure round it out. Pick. They'll figure it out. So too. My, the thing that's fucked is that Ryan Pace can hit on fourth and fifth round picks. More than most GMs in the league. You've got guys like Eddie Jackson, who had a, like a broken leg, I believe, and slipped to the fourth. You've got Tariq Owens. You've got a bunch of guys that are, I wouldn't say all of them are superstars, but they are very, very good starters in the league that we're getting for very little money. Great drafting in the middle of the round. He does a great job finding those gems. But you get into the first round, and it's like he has something to prove. He's like, okay, Mitch is my guy. I don't want to draft a quarterback who's not white. In the city of Chicago. That's
0: that Christian Ponder shit. Like he is Christian.
1: Mitch. My biggest thing about Mitch Trubisky is every time I see him do anything, it looks unnatural. It's like I'm a leader. I'm gonna say I'm a leader. He's always
0: grimacing.
1: Yes, he's not a leader if you have to say it. Every time he gets interviewed, he's like, This is my team. Bro, you don't you don't say it's your team. This is Mike Glennon's your team. Oh my god, don't get me started on that ostrich of a human being. <laughs> Mike Glennon, we have made some of the worst free agent signings I've ever seen. That was the funniest thing in the world to me of, oh to watch gosh. you
0: to watch you make Mike Glennon your guy and then draft Mitch. I was like, "All right. There's one know specific play
1: where it it was a bad snap and it like bounced off of him and he just flailed around all uncoordinated and it went to the defense. Just put in Mitch. Just give him a shot and don't get me wrong. I haven't seen the Bears take top top five quarterbacks often. The only one is Mitch Trubisky, so I'm going to be a little bit excited, but when you do that and then you have a Pat Mahomes and you have everyone knows I was Deshaun Watson. Deshaun That's Watson. That's who I wanted. Yeah. Like That's who I fuck? wanted. A proven winner, one of the best Georgia high school athletes ever, won at Clemson at big stages, uh, just a killer out there and a dual threat. He's everything Mitch Trubisky Says he is. He's Deshaun, more athletic. Deshaun a Watson leader.
0: would beat the living piss out of the Vikings in the NFC North. He would have beat right. the living piss out of us. <laughs> like, it would have been unreal. Part of the issue with we the We lose to the Bears with Trubisky. It's true.
1: Part of the issue with the Bears is every year I've got a few guys pegged that I'm like, these guys are potentially Hall of Famers. A uh, few, few years ago, it was Quentin Nelson out of Notre Dame. I said, this is the best offensive lineman I may have ever seen he's in a, my like, adult life. He's a bad life. man. And he, I think he went the one or two picks before the Bears picked. I think we got Roquan that year, which Roquan has done okay. He partied with porn star Abella Danger on a boat during COVID, uh, which is both cool and dumb. It's pretty cool. Definitely cool, though. Yeah. So... The Bears are very hit or miss with their draft picks, and it's upsetting because I'm someone who invests a lot of time looking at these college athletes, looking at their bodies of work. For instance, fourth-round pick Max Crosby for the Raiders. I was hammering. This guy has length that will translate to the NFL. And then the Raiders get him, and he's out playing their top-five pick, Cleland Farrell. So... We make good middle-round draft picks with Ryan Pace, but if the Bears do bad this year, fucking can him. Get him out of there. Get somebody who's going to hit on the first-round picks because you can't pick Kevin White, who doesn't ever do anything productive with the seventh pick, I believe. You can't do that. You can't consistently miss on first-round picks. So that's an issue I have. And then speaking on the Bears this season... Win totals, honestly, it can go either way because I think one of the teams most hurt by the lack of the preseason is, is the Bears because you have Nick Foles coming in, who I think is potentially the best backup quarterback. Nick
0: Foles, I'll never live with
1: without. He's one of the best backup quarterbacks, but every time he starts, he's middle of the road. And he throws a specific type of ball, which is very conducive to jump ball receivers like Alshon Jeffrey. That's something I noticed when... Carson Wentz was in it was a lot of uh oh help me with uh Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard a lot of tight ends over the middle but when Nick Foles comes in he throws a really pretty over the middle and a really pretty jump ball for doesn't he look like doesn't he
0: look like a high school baseball player he looks like Napoleon Dynamite a little bit he just he just seems like he just got a ball cap on and like (laughs) he's a dude he's he everyone likes him. him dude how can you not He's like a you super, have to like him. He's a dude. Like it or not, he's an NFL. He's an NFL legend. He's a super, He's a, he's, he he's is. solidified in Super Bowl lore. It doesn't matter. Caught a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl. from matter. Trey Burton. Yeah, it's like, true.
1: I am happy that we got him. There were other. I would have rather had Cam because Cam is exciting. That Cam is electric, dude.
0: If you guys got buy Cam, a Foles jersey, it, yeah, buy a Foles jersey. But if you guys would have got Cam, I'll say it again. Cam Newton would fuck the Vikings up. <laughs> He would, he would. He, and he would wear he did. He would
1: wear some fucking awesome outfits and fedoras in the we, meantime. In I the will interim. say
0: I will say there were some games against the Panthers where we got the best of him, but there were a lot of other games where he just tore us the fucking. Oh my god, shred. just a little tan little tangential love affair.
1: Christian McCaffrey is just like a perfect specimen yeah, of a he's human awesome. being. He's yeah. he's so good at football he can bulldoze you but the thing that he does best is he'll give you a little shimmy and then fuck Mm. you up he'll Mm. get you off balance so you can't strike you can't get a clean hit on the guy he rocks and he went to stanford he's like i don't need to go to alabama to be good i'll get a quality education and fucking kill you and get second in the heisman i
0: like that shit like with when stanford kids make good I, i like kirk i liked kirk at michigan state you know like like I see those. I did people not. I hate Notre, Michigan State. Go well, Buckeyes. You know, I love Notre Dame, and they are rival. They're rivals, um, but they're one of our rivals as well. But I, I had a lot of respect from there. I always had respect because I see Stanford every year as a Notre Dame fan. So like, I see those people come up, and I'm like, "Fuck, they're gonna be good." Like Andrew Luck. Like I'm like, this guy just he just, just oh a, god, just he, the neck Notre beard of yeah. our generation. He's the to to just thing just about Kirk Cousins, not to
1: really hammer on him constantly. He you seems like he's want. giving like a yeah, he doesn't care. he seems like he's He seems like he's giving like a Sunday prayer every time he's trying to hype everybody up. And I don't know if that's conducive to NFL football players. He just sounds like a little bitch, but okay. To really hone in, to really close out the first episode. Tap in. I want to talk about the bears. I honestly think the bears are going to get like seven wins this year because that's just how, like adding Robert Quinn instead of Leonard Floyd is really going to open up Khalil Mack on the edge. And One of the guys we lost out on is Eddie Goldman up the middle. We're going to have a guy named Lall Nichols filling in for him. He's a lot smaller. And Eddie Goldman is an unsung hero of our defense. He can occupy like two dudes every play and still get a pass rush. So I think the Bears will be okay. But I honestly think our quarterback issue is going to definitely bleed into the season. And it's going to flip-flop just like I've already done on Madden 21. Every time Mitch fucks up, Nick Foles is going to go in. And then if Nick Foles fucks up, they're going to put Mitch in. And that's not good. For a, for a quarterback's mentality, you never want to be looking over your shoulder or forcing something. So, no. over-under, I think we're going to get about eight wins tops and not make the playoffs. And then we're going to shit-can Ryan Pace and maybe Matt Nagy. That's what I think is going to happen. You and ain't then going give me nowhere Fields, like a Matt Nagy. <laughs> give me Justin Fields next year. That's who I want.
0: Sure. So... Best of luck. I bet you'll drop To close them. it
1: out, we... Me and Luke have loved NCAA football and Madden our whole lives. We talked about it off pod the other day about yep. how Sam, Luke's older brother, would buy Madden day one and, and Luke NCAA. would just sit. Luke would just little brother it and just wait until he finally got off to get some play time. Oh yeah, it me. Was quite, he was without nice an older He's brother. A good dude.
0: Oh,
1: I love Sam. Shout out Sam. I <laughs> another big. Vikings I wish. Obviously, wish I had NCAA football. I still play fourteen, but. The new Madden, the thing that's really fucking pissing me off is that EA makes so much money, and they just don't fucking care at all. This is a patch. This is not a new game. Yes, I want to see new faces on the on the game. Yes, I want to see Joey Barrow. Yes, I want to see Okuda. I, I want to see, see the new Young.
0: uniforms. I want to see the new players. Like, that's always have, the draw. And I have Buckeye biases, my friend, so I want to Madden- see 20 more Buckeyes. Had a good, I thought the franchise of Madden 20 was pretty playable. Like, I thought it was actually pretty fun. It was playable. they they upgraded they fixed the
1: running they've added some things this new madden has some new aspects that i'm really enjoying some new animations like it's but the thing is i think all of the character portraits are the same they just imported them over and i know covid definitely played a factor but if they don't
0: scathing shit about like glitches and like just like oh my god i haven't even told you luke and I like, can't
1: even kick. I can't kick a fucking field goal to save my life in this game because it glitches whenever it swings back down to accuracy. That so sucks. I'm like, what? I signed Vinatieri to get rid of Pinero, and I've missed every field goal. So hopefully they patch that. So I, I think at some buy point,
0: it. that's the thing. Like I want to buy it. Like I since I we're love doing a football
1: Madden. podcast, I think at some point Luke's gonna buy it, and we're gonna do what we used to call and still call the Luke and Aiden Bowl football games championships are called bowl games and we've done the Luke and Aiden bowl since we were children and it it spans college football and NFL every time we play our conversation thread on Facebook is called the Luke and Aiden bowl so at some point we will probably play maybe even record it but this new Madden there's some quality of life improvements for sure I've only played it for one day this is air we're recording this the day after Madden dropped but honestly man they have so much money, they could just fucking fix franchise mode. It's not that hard. Just put some soul into it. Don't be a soulless company.
0: That's all I'm asking. Just, well, that's, it, all, that's what we want. We just want a fucking game with heart. It's a slap in the face uh if you're a big fan and again i want to buy it i don't necessarily want to buy it for 60 bucks if it's this shitty like everybody's saying because i love madden like that's i wouldn't buy it for 60 i got it for 25 with coupons getting, getting new madden is like one of the few things that can still give you give me like childhood nostalgia so i want to but it's like a slap in the face after watching the like what what did we just watch on netflix the video game one the video game show high score high that was what it was called
1: I believe high score, yes. Okay. And they um, had a whole episode where they talked about Martin
0: John Madden himself would not sign off the game until they made it like real 11 on 11 simulation R.I.P. football. Yeah, RIP. I mean, Rest and like in power. it was like amazing to see like in a in a in the world of like the late 80s early 90s when other football games were just like, you know, shitty fake representations like the man the man himself Madden wouldn't even sign on to making the game uh until like You know, they like until it actually legit seemed like a real representation of what a football game could be like like a simulation of real football, like as well as they could have done at the time. EA Sports and Madden still exclusively fucking hold the right to simulation football game. So nobody's even allowed to try and compete. So why would they? Why would they like change it when they know they can make their money? They know. They know I'm I gonna know buy it day big. one. Yeah, I know a business works. Cool. You're gonna make your money. But it's like, why not just make? You know, you ha, yeah, it has to know what the reputation is with people at this point.
1: Like <laughs> they had the most. They had the most downvotes on Reddit, I believe. For was it Star Wars Battlefront? I think. It, I mean Speaking that shit. Speaking of other games, even, they yeah. completely
0: dog Fallen Order is good. Ooh, Fallen Order is very off. good though. Fallen Order is a very good game. Did EA make that though? I think they had. Is that like uh, Insomniac or something? Somebody made it, but doesn't it come out as EA? Because Star Wars and EA.
1: I believe they might. Yeah, they might have published it, but I have no idea. I thought. I don't know if it was a first-party EA studio that made it. Either way, no, no, a good studio made it,
0: but I because it was a good game. But you know, that kid was
1: uh, that kid was the Joker, correct? The redhead. Yeah, that game fucking rocked. Um, on Gotham.
0: Yeah, I I I don't know. I still want to buy it. I think something interesting we could do with the Luke and Aiden bowl to make it a little more inclusive for the show and stuff is maybe we pick a game of the week and play as those teams. Uh, yeah, that'd be great. Like just so that way it's a little bit more uh like relevant because I do want to like still talk like it'll be easier to talk about the NFL when actual matchups are happening. When we kind of touched on preseason storylines with every team a little, and it's like there's nothing it's not it's not super. We, we need to see if there's gonna be games right, right now like, it's I don't really, it's all hypothetical. Like I'm not gonna like, yeah, I care about Cam on the Patriots. I care about the, Buc- the Buccaneers. Like I'm intrigued to see what a, a few other teams do, but I can't really even get excited until I know we're gonna be playing for real. and we're supposed to. It's supposed to be happening really soon. Um, I worry there's some hardcore injuries happening too in this like, preseason like and i wonder if it's like what's Ger- gonna happen you gotta, when, we you, just, when we move you right got guys like gerald mccoy
1: rupturing his quad and then getting cut the next day which fucked, is heartless like, so you, well, i think for the future of the pod i think this was an introductory get to know the guys that are going to be pilot talking to you weekly but once we get into it next week i think we're going to definitely break down week one matchups we're going to talk about hard knocks that's something yeah, we didn't hit this hard week that, knocks I, that i wanted to
0: and interesting this year especially amid covid and they have two
1: teams, two LA teams. And yeah,
0: Bosa, Bosa just got a big payday, baby. He did, and they, that's a storyline. And along with Melvin Ingram and and stuff like that. So, Sean McVay annoys so, the piss out of me. Something that I thought would be fun
1: uh, as a SIU Southern Illinois University student, I want to do a Saluki shout out as do often it. as possible. This week, I'm going to talk about Brandon Jacobs, former running back for the Giants, who not only was a bowling ball, but he put one of the most nasty jukes on a bear safety and I think broke his entire leg for a touchdown. So, Mm. shout out Brandon Jacobs. Great running back, great Saluki. And next week, I'll do another Saluki shout out because one just got drafted this year.
0: Dude, Brandon Jacobs in his prime ran like Earl Campbell. He was scary. He was a matchup. Problem. I love big running backs. Oh my god! Um, oh, just just
1: as a little, just as a little tease, I'll I'll break down the Lions and Green Bay's draft class next week. But I believe a- his name is AJ Dillon out of Boston College, who people are very upset that they drafted because they already true. have good running backs. He's got the biggest legs I may have ever seen, and I've seen yeah. Saquon Barkley play, and he's fast. He's yeah. gonna freaking murder people this year. Yeah, well. It's a it's a
0: it's but something that's it. to something to think about for you cheeseheads out there. If honestly, I don't think Packers fans will have a good time listening to this show at all. No, um, we fucking hate Packers fans.
1: But yeah, I will I will talk about the greatness of Aaron Rodgers from time to time. He's a good player. I mean,
0: I have mad respect for the Packers organization, even though they're a rival. I mean, how can you not? God, Olivia you, Munn, Danica Patrick. <laughs> I mean, that alone. Good but, grief! Good grief! I mean. There, of of the of the of the four teams in NFC North uh which one is the one with a fucking lombardi several lombardis you know what i mean like how guys... spoiled
1: would you have to be to go from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers you know what i mean
0: yeah i mean i had recall... for for a for a brief for a brief window and it was like the happiest i've i've probably ever been aside from getting married to my wife recently <laughs> <laughs> to toot my own horn when i
1: was at a uh, drinking festival in europe I saw a Green Bay Packers shirt on a guy and I tried to just be friendly and he said, fuck the Bears. And I'm like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: the hate transcends countries. I'm in it Europe does. and you're still talking shit, you little fucker.
0: Again, I have respect for him, but also I hate the Packers, so whatever. It's like I hate the Bears. Still hate you, Aiden. I hate you too. Love you. This has been NFL Mayo. I'm Luke. And I'm Aiden. See you next Sunday. Bye-bye. Like Brian Robinson. Like, yeah. I mean, Brian Robinson was drafted, but like, we really got to like. Everson Griffin was drafted high, but like, how many years?
1: What is happening? This is, Sorry this about is, that. That's okay. There's a pop up on the internet. <laughs> Technical <laughs> errors. We're going to edit that out.
0: Yeah, it's easy. Well, yeah, it's not a big deal. Um, I don't remember
1: what I was saying. That might have been a porn pop up. I'm not going to lie. Um, you never know what I'm doing on this laptop.